Hello and welcome back to the Bull and Tunes podcast. My name is Max and today, alongside our illustrious site manager Joe Edwards, I spoke to Megan and Ed of the band Forlorn, who are one of the most exciting and unique upcoming bands in UK music, in my opinion. Um, so yeah, hopefully you enjoy this conversation. We covered a, a broad range of, uh, of great topics and had a just a very nice chat, to be honest. Uh, so yeah, if you enjoy this episode, make sure to check out all of our other episodes on Spotify, as well as Red Circle, and you can also find numerous feature pieces and extended written versions of articles that we do alongside these podcasts on our website, bullandtunes.com. Uh, so hopefully you can find something to enjoy here or there, but at any rate, I hope you enjoy this episode, and uh, yeah, thank you. So Megan, before we saw you guys play with Ithaca uh, back in London... And uh, we thought it was it was very very cool, very cool sound. Oh, cool! And, uh, definitely <laughs> wanted to chase you up. My first thought was like, we gotta we gotta talk to these guys because that was fucking. It was it was really cool, really cool visual and really cool sound. Oh, uh, oh thank you. Yeah, definitely, definitely uh, appreciate the recommendations we got to check you guys out before the show. So uh, yeah, awesome. Definitely, yeah. So cool. Basically. I think we're just going to go down the, the questions in order. Are we going to go down the questions in order, Joe, or do you want to just sort of um, start every time we do the questions in order, and we never do, but we can try. We it. never, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're very bad at this this organisation thing. Um, so, you guys are sort of a relatively newer, up-and-coming project, I'd say. Uh, you got a few singles out that came out this year and a few from, you know, a couple of years back. How did this whole project as a whole start? You want to answer that, Ed? I could answer that. Um, <laughs> That's one you can do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it all came about um, Meg and her friend uh, Will were in a band before previously. They wanted to get another thing, sort of project off the ground and then just went about it on Facebook trying to recruit people into the band. And at the time, um, I was... I was in another band, but I was like, I saw them post, and I was like, Do you know, what? it'd be nice to fill my spare time with like another musical project, like not really knowing that it would encompass all of my uh, creative time now. But um, that's basically <laughs> how it started. And then we just sort of went about sort of finding people on the internet who wants to do it, uh, and then we start kicking things off in 2019, I think it was, um, and then <clears throat> literally had everything ready to go. Uh, first single drop in I think it was on Valentine's Day 2020 and then oh, obviously man. yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then literally within like three weeks everything we had planned and stuff kind of had to Mum, I'm in a meeting <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh my god what is going on <laughs> I'll eat those in a bit <laughs> what even was that <laughs> that was that was a um, that was a Tupperware of uh, prawn Mary Rose <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Don't be shy, Meg. Tuck in. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> she brought it back from work because <laughs> I love hot. <laughs> Lovely. Lovely. <laughs> Sorry if you don't like prawns. I know Ed doesn't. That gross. Grim. More for her. Yep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we, we, we kind of had everything ready to go. Um, and then, yeah, that happened so we were all a bit like had to sort of push pause on a lot of things like like basically like everyone did at that point in time um we just basically just did our best to make sure we could keep doing sort of band stuff on an internet level um yeah 
yeah. it was tough, wasn't it? It was a case of like having to stretch things out, you know, yeah. in terms of like content and like, oh, what are we going to like post about this week and stuff? Because obviously, you know, we didn't have any like live shows or any like photos to share. So it was really, yeah, it's amazing that we're still here, really. <laughs> <laughs> it's great that we get to be, yeah, we get to be a real band now as well, which is I know, great. Yeah, yeah. Whatever that means in this day and age. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, just like a content creator, we're also sort of making live appearances now, which is is amazing to be able to do. Um, I think that was the one thing that we were all really itching to get going with. Um, we did have mm-hmm. some lineup changes that happened as well, um, which is why the new stuff's a bit different as well. Um, but I think working on that new stuff as well over the sort of the tail end of the pandemic made made the idea of us coming and sort of hitting the live scene even more exciting. Yeah. So I think we really took that opportunity to sort of rethink what we wanted to from the band and then sort of relaunch it into an environment where we could just quite easily show people who would unfortunately wandered into a music venue and happened to stumble upon us or something like that. <laughs> As I'm sure many people did on that night with Ithaca. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah. I hope I hope that it wasn't just, you know, I, I presume it wasn't just me and Joe that like that, that have said like, oh, I found you from the Ithaca show. Because I feel like you made a pretty monumental impact on on that show given given i i assume you know hmm. a lot of people kind of went in thinking oh that i don't know who that is but cool yeah. let's go yeah. see him because our mate we were with molly she was like i really like this band and then she went and bought tickets to the october show in london which i think we're going to as well so yeah oh amazing yeah, i think yeah yeah good impression yeah. saturday night yeah it's gonna... yeah we'll be there i think yeah i think yeah we'll, we'll be there yeah the mum said, we'll we are going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be we're there. We're going to be there. <laughs> Amazing. Can't if wait. you want us there or not. The um, <laughs> Yeah, so in terms of like live shows and stuff, it seems like the visual element that you've built up with this sort of, I guess you call yourselves Midsummer Metal, that kind of thing. <laughs> I, uh, I, I'm super interested in, in how that even came about. Like, you've got this visual element that really works in a live setting, and obviously it's kind of like you've thematically tied it to some of the stuff that you're doing outside of live shows. But how did that, like, happen? Was that something that you made a conscious effort to do from the start, or is it something that sort of just developed over time and was like, oh, cool, this would be a way to sort of brand ourselves in a live setting and otherwise? That's definitely a make question. (laughs) (laughs) It It definitely developed, like, over time. I mean, like, me personally, like, I... Like identify as uh, like a pagan or like more specifically like a, a green witch basically um, and really I think it was like the colour loss video we did a lot a lot of people said oh that really kind of ethereal outdoorsy look like really suits you guys um, and so we decided to just keep on kind of going down that path really um, and I run a, a dried flower business um, so I just started thinking like oh I'm gonna wear a flower crown in the next video and then it just kind of developed from that really um so yeah i I think it's just we kind of fell into it but it's not it's not just like me thinking oh this this looks cool or whatever it is because you know of like the way that i live and stuff and like being a pagan it's everything that we do is kind of not um it's all genuine like we research stuff as well if we're thinking of a video concept that's, you know, to do with like 
paganism or the occult, we make sure that, like, you know, we're depicting it well and respectfully. Um, but yeah, also it does just it does look cool. It does look <laughs> <think>. really cool. <laughs> it's not, you know, and also I don't think we wanted to just be like. Not that there's anything wrong with wearing black. Obviously, I wear a lot of black, but I think we wanted to just be a bit more interesting um, to look at as well. So that was another reason for it, I think. Um, and then on more recently, like our first gig, I didn't. I wore like jeans, and then after that, I was like, okay, this doesn't work in jeans. Like it's kind of hard to be all like floaty and stuff when you've got like you know a pair of jeans on. So we just thought, you know, let's, well, not everyone, like, I'm, I'm going to start wearing dresses, and it's kind of, yeah, it's great. I like I mean, it. Everyone, you never asked us, dresses. so, yeah. you know. Get everyone in dresses. <laughs> <laughs> Get everyone in dresses. I mean, as a, uh, as a big fan of Midsummer. I will say that I am. I'm, I'm a big fan of the aesthetic, but yeah, no, definitely get everybody in dresses. That'd be, that'd be cool. It definitely. Don't I don't think there's many like, apart from bands like, um, how do you say it? Is it Heylung? Hey, hey, like Heylung and Muir oh, and stuff. Yeah, sure. That's, yeah, that's the only other bands like really that I know of that are doing something similar. But again, that's a different sort of type, anyway, isn't it? I guess like. They go about it slightly differently, like with the face paint and stuff, and yeah, a bit more, a uh, bit more culty, like with a K yeah. and a V rather than a yeah. C. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, a bit more culty. Um, well, kind of going back to what you said about how there was like a bit of a sound change since some lineup changes. From like either of your personal perspective, like what is the thing that inspires the sound that you're going for now or previous? Um, because I assume there's different influences for each person in the band, but it's like for you two specifically, what do you kind of pull from? You're like, I kind of want to do that. Is there like a specific ethos or like bands that you grew up listening to? You're like, you kind of want to do something similar to like, how, yeah, you know what I'm saying. You know yeah. Um, sorry. I said, you kick this off. All right then. Uh, so I guess for me, a lot of the, um like I like a lot of heavy heavier bands so I like and I like quite a range of things across the sort of heavy spectrum like like you know stuff like Dillinger like it's a bit chaotic you can hear that a lot in like some of the older stuff um doesn't translate well to the baritone guitars unfortunately so there's kind of less of that going on but I also love Meshuggah as well so that like leans into the low tuning stuff I also love just ambient stuff so you when we were writing the new stuff, I was listening to a lot of shoegaze. Um, I guess a lot of this sort of soundscapey stuff for me is inspired by, you know, sort of, I'm a big horror fan. So a lot of that is just pulled directly from sort of movie soundtracks like Midsummer or uh, Hereditary is another, another one as well. I think the, um, the score on that is incredible. Mm. Uh, big Ari Aster fan. <laughs> Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's great. Um, before I, you know, go on to to you, Megan, I want to say like I think with in terms of like the baritone guitars, you know, you've got the sort of floaty shoegazy sound. There is definitely something of like a, I guess, more post metally loathe kind of thing going on. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Loathe, I don't know what tuning exactly you're using, but obviously 
you know, bands like Loath using like double drop C tunings, ridiculously low baritone <laughs> tunings. And I love that shit personally. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it was uh, obviously other in came out way before sort of we started doing it and i i bloody love that album um great record amazing record i love the way it pulls from sort of angelo uh battle i'm gonna murder his surname battle lamenti yeah. is uh sort of soundtrack between peaks as well like fantastic um and just the merging of those sort of two things to create something that's quite i don't know it almost feels like that album as a whole feels like it's like a movie from start to finish almost i feel it's very cinematic isn't it yeah it's cool and also with like the sort of weird interpretive lyrics going on there as well it's uh it's kind of like you can make whatever you want of it <laughs> yeah in, in a like, way it's like a movie that you can write as you're listening to it well it's very much like a you know a david finch movie isn't it really where you yeah. you know two people watch the same film and have like a different idea of what it's about but he never tells you what it's about so it's just about the conversation you have with someone and yeah i think i think mm-hmm art like that is infinitely more impactful than you know beginning middle end uh everyone's happy at the end and that's it you know and then you sort of walk away from it and just sort of shut the book um instead of leaving it open and sort of interrogating it and sort of questioning what you've seen and you know what it might mean and how that applies to your life and all these existential questions (laughs) and then eventually you just have a big panic attack because you don't know what's going on anymore yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have a nice well, little cry and everything's okay again yeah it's fine it's fine you've had your moment and now you're like okay i'm recentered it's all good um, yeah. well same question to you megan then so where would you say that you pull influence from because there's a lot of different th- things going on vocally with the band that i think are really really cool um for me i i guess i kind of bring the, the po- definitely lean heavily into like the post metal um so obviously like bands like cult of luna um and then also away from that like converge um so they're kind of like my main influences really definitely definitely cult of luna and and, um like julie christmas as well that ep that they did with her um that's where i pull like my inspiration from um and then like bands like Gojira or Fit for an Autopsy. So it's kind of like quite a big spectrum um, of bands. And I'm also like massively into Alice in Chains and that side of things as well, like Pearl Jam. Not that we really sound anything like Pearl Jam or Alice in Chains, but... You do look you know, good like, y'all, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely get more of that going on. Waiting for the guys to let me do a Creed cover. Oh, <laughs> you, you are just speaking my language right now. That's fantastic. Or Nickelback, at least. Come on, Ed. you got to do like Higher by Creed. <laughs> you have to do it. You have to do it. I feel like oh. you, could make that, you could make that a post-metal banger. Oh my god! Just, there you go, Ed. That's your assignment for the week. Well, why don't we just like shift it so it's lower? <laughs> just no, just take the actual song and just pitch it down. It's fine. And just, just turn it, just into play like it live. A, turn it into a doom metal song. Yeah. <laughs> Slow it down. Make it lower. Yeah. And then just bam! You've got you've done it. And you can do your, you can do a Peter Steele impression where he's just like, "Can you take me lower?" <laughs> 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 oh god yeah. that's, um, that's absurd <laughs> <laughs> yeah I do love type of negative as well 
in case you didn't know. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Huge high profile fan. Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely post metal is my is my thing for sure. Um, like recently, I've, I don't know if you've heard that album that converged it with um, Chelsea Wolf. Yeah, yeah. I literally just picked it up in a record store. I haven't, I didn't buy it, but I was like, oh shit, I remember that record. Yeah, probably buy that yeah. at some point. That's amazing. I'm That's really so into good. that. So yeah, yeah, just pure all the post metal. Um, I think that's why, like, I was really happy when we did that tour with Devil Sword of Soul because, like, they're really influential for me as well. Um, and there's a lot of stuff like in their material, like the atmospherics and and that that I love, particularly like the earlier stuff. Um, so yeah, that's that really. I mean, I do obviously like bands like Loathe too, but um, and Architects, but that's 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 Ed's. Ed's field. <laughs> yeah. I uh I'm definitely appreciating a lot of the choices that you're both making here. Like I love Dillinger and like Fit for an Autopsy as well. And um I can't remember who who else was it that you said, Megan. There was like a uh, there was a big one in the post metal Oh, Cult of Luna. Cult of Luna, yeah, that kind of stuff. And obviously like I love bands like Ithaca and obviously you played with them and that's fucking awesome. There was another one you said that is completely escaped my mind and I uh, uh Nickelback? <laughs> yes yeah no <laughs> no but like i i love that sort of like uh just it just crazy shit joe it's definitely joe's world as well like he, he i think he's more delved into it than i have definitely i can't believe i didn't mention um will haven as well i don't know if you guys know will haven oh yeah 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 apps like for screaming he's probably uh the singer grady is probably like one of my main influ- influences 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 yeah definitely he's got an absolutely sick scream um and you can hear that as well when like um my friend is the vocalist for a frontier if you guys know frontier yeah, chad kappa saw him at uh tech fest oh I yeah saw we, him there, we, we, yeah yeah well, you were at tech fest i was i was helping my friends out with merch and it just so happened that they were playing on saturday as well so i was like literally floating around their merch table trying to catch all the bands i wanted to watch that day who are you doing merch for on tech fest uh harbinger Oh no shit. Okay. Well after after that we've stopped recording, I got some shit to talk to you about. I'm a big tech fest guy. What can I say? I love tech fest. Fucking, I, yeah, I do love tech fest. So much so that I drag Joe this there this year, even though he doesn't like, doesn't listen to Gent at all. Like he just fucking he was there for the vibes. I was there for Vex uh, as well, just to clarify. Okay, and Vexed, of course. Who are yeah, Vex. Are a gent band, but they're not a gent band. Joe doesn't want to admit <laughs> that they're a gent band because he doesn't like gent. But he well, I'm gonna message Jay after this and be Jay, you're a gent band, and we'll see, we'll confirm. It. And he'll and he'll say yes. I yes, know, we um, are. I know Al, the bass player. Yeah, we know Al. Yeah. he's lovely, lovely, fans. wonderful guy. I love it. Yeah, all of them lovely. in that band are great. Yeah, we've yeah. had them on. We had them on when we well, yeah, asked to Meg about. Two months ago? No, it was before more than two months ago. It was before the Spirit Box show they did. Yeah, I chatted to Mogus by the Raw. They're all sweet beans, which nice. is also huge, by the way. The fact they're doing that <laughs> and like and they played like a, a headline. Was it a head? It was yeah, a headline second stage at Texas, didn't they? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. huge, huge for them. Um, yeah, maybe one day we'll see we'll see you guys in that same spot. Let's go. Let's hope let's so. Get, let's get you there. Let's go. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, so. What were we talking about? <laughs> the conversation kind of got away from me there. We're talking about like- yeah, we're talking about influences. Yeah, I definitely see a lot of that sort of post metal and uh, shoot like floaty post metal goodness in there. Um, 
and with Devil Sold His Soul as well, like you were saying before, I think their most recent record, uh, I can definitely hear that kind of sound in what you guys are doing, like floaty metalcore, post metal with like, yeah, it's just it's just very it feels very tasteful. You know what I mean? Like mm. it's just tasteful, nice uh, ambient stuff. I'm a big fan of that, um, and of course with all like the the insane low tune baritone guitar stuff. I mean that's that's a sound that is working for me right now. So I'm definitely appreciating awesome. that. <laughs> um, definitely translates really well live that kind of sound as well because I feel like it's just super primal. You yeah. know, it's just everything just sounds dirty and low all the time, and it just makes you want to smack somebody. And then you get like the nice little. <laughs> You get a break. You get a break to sort of float around through the clouds and then boom, straight down to the depths of hell. Let's go. Um, yeah. Uh, running through my questions here. Um, so obviously you guys have been releasing some singles this year, presumably um, from a larger body of work that you will be releasing at some point. Is that is that happening or are we? what's the move here? Oh, we're going to disappoint you now. You're not. <laughs> we're not. <laughs> You're not we, at all. No. Um, so we, I think we're looking at for maybe the next release, potentially doing like a longer piece of work. Um, I mean, essentially, like the way that we've done things are, if we've done these sort of collections of four singles and they very much sort of exist within, you know, the same period of time. So they all kind of relate to each other. So they could be on the same CD, but they're just not. <laughs> Fair enough. But it's, it's very much the same case this time. So we've got two out at the moment. We've got another two to come, um, which I'm sure there'll be more information on soon for the number three. Um, yeah. We're just going through that lovely, lovely pre-release stuff at the moment. So lots and lots to do, I'm sure. Yeah. All that yeah. fun admin stuff. That you do when you're a band, video um, uh, nobody tells you about. <laughs> yeah, it's like oh, you know how fun it is playing shows and you know just having new songs released. You've got to like work for at least a month solid to make sure that everything's ready when it comes out. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And I think because we've been doing like videos for them all as well, like sorting that out and then coming up with like concepts and like what we're we gonna wear, what am I gonna have to bring. Am I going to have to make stuff? Like, there's just, yeah, there's a lot to, there's a lot to sort out, a lot going on there. Um, And often funding it all as well, like, ourselves too, is, it's a whopper. Yeah. (laughs) An expensive thing. I think that's, that's one thing that nobody, like I said, nobody really tells you. It's like, there is, when you look at the final product, it's so hard, it's it's so easy for like a listener or whoever to forget like, Look how much could have possibly gone into this. Like you, even just making a video for a song alone, it's mm. like you got to find a director, you know, people to work on the set, you know, unless you're going to do it DIY, which of course is completely valid. I think a lot of bands sort of directing music videos themselves, people like, I don't know, Static Dress or, or whoever, like sort of opting to do everything themselves is quite smart, but it doesn't really make it that much cheaper in the long run. You still have to get all the equipment and, you know, it's just a big it's a big thing it's a big thing so obviously like gearing up for big releases like that and you know if you're if you're choosing you know to do music videos for all your songs as well as recording these songs sort of in isolation it's probably gonna end up being a bit of a longer process than one might assume (laughs) looking from the outside in yeah 100 percent. 
Yeah. Um, but hopefully, in the end, it'll be worth it. And you know, obviously, if if you if these end up working out, you will, I assume, work up to a, an extended project in the future, and that will be sort of like a a big thing you can shift all your energy towards, and maybe not uh, not so much focus on getting like you know a music video done for every single song or something, but sort of like here's a larger body of work, and here are like three big songs we like from it, kind of. Thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That that will be the plan. Um, I mean, pure, the thing, the reason we're doing the videos is because they are all standalone singles at the moment. Um, yeah. That all have a, like visual ties, I suppose. So I think that's why we felt like we needed to needed to get like that visual element in there as well. Um, but the guys that we work with, um, Purple Yam, for all of our videos, are so you know, they're so good, um, and they always like do a killer job. So it's. It's good. We've got a, we've definitely got a good team behind us at the moment. Yeah. Good. Good. I mean, yeah, you could. <laughs> there are definitely worse teams you could probably have behind. Yeah, I mean, you you definitely have a really nice striking visual element that really works as well as I, as I've been talking about, and I think that really lends itself to having some some sick ass music videos, which you clearly have tapped into yeah. quite well. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, Joe, I'm going to let you talk, because I've been talking talk. a lot. I'm going to let you talk, man. Am I going to do my theatrics question? Yeah, sure. I guess, I, yeah, I guess kind of, this is one thing I'm, I'm kind of curious about. So I guess you kind of mentioned it of, like, the soundtrack of, like, Twin Peaks and, like, with Loathe, and then there's been, like, do you know who Ethel Kane is? Uh, rings a bell. She, yeah, so she, like, recently, recently album, which is basically, like, it's meant to be, like, a story across, like, the whole album and whatnot, and kind of have the whole theatrical element. And obviously there's like Harriet, for example, who are very like soundscapey, theatrical and telling the story through the sounds. Um, I guess kind of with your third material, maybe in like a full length for an EP, are you going to try and lean into more like the cinematic kind of theatrical and try and tell like, not necessarily but through maybe like the guitars and all the instrumentals and whatever, tell like a wider story, if that makes sense? Yeah, it does. I, I feel like some of the songs that I've personally written sort of have well since we've done these sort of first four and we've developed the image to go along with it a lot of the newer sort of songs that we've written are have been written with that in mind from my perspective anyway at least i, I can't speak for ethan because he's not here but <laughs> there's definitely some songs where i'm like okay well this would be cool i want this song to sound like like pagan end of the world basically kind of thing like or yeah, something along those lines. So, I think very much we we definitely have uh, in in a longer release. We we definitely have something that is very much like a journey, rather than just being these short blasts of you know the world that we're kind of building with who we are. Um, yeah, it would definitely be an extended look into what what that is, and I think everything would be geared around that being more of a narrative type thing. Definitely. Yeah, and I think that could translate really well to like because there's so much scope for us to kind of go like even like bigger with the stage side of things, like the stage show. You know, we're really just at the beginning of that, but I think there's it's exciting to think how many things we could do. You know, like we want to get hopefully at some point like projectors and all sorts of other cool stuff. Um, yeah, get uh, get myself a, a swish mic stand. Jonathan Davis style. <laughs> Hell yeah. Just a massive tree. 
<laughs> properly tap into like the like the theater part of it and just have fun. Yeah, not just like do a do a play. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> not like cheesy like it. I think like you can go too far with it and it can it can look a bit naff. But yeah. um nah, like it's exciting to to work out what we can do with it, I think. I guess kind of when you're writing it's obviously with like cinema for example it's quite easy to translate that because you've got the visual element yeah and then like how are you do you find it like challenging to try and get that with just like from a sound perspective trying to translate that kind of atmosphere and story um not particularly um that sounds really really egotistical actually. <laughs> no actually i'm quite good I'm at great it mate <laughs> Come on. no problem at all um I think it's just knowing exactly what sort of elements to throw in. Um, I'm one of those boring people that have gone through alchemy and labelled everything that's relevant to the band on Logic. So um, I just need to type full on into it and it'll bring out this sort of long list of synths. I'm like, I've listened to like one key of it and been like, oh, that sounds cool. We'll use that for something at some point. And it's just literally just... um, building layers so one of the main things as well we've used on the newer demos is an ebo which is great and then a lot of it's like processing things so it's like having midi strings and just running that through like a series of guitar pedals and just going absolutely mental with that type of thing it's great something that just doesn't sound like anything you've ever really heard of before i suppose yeah freaky soundscapes and stuff yeah (laughs) I, I really enjoy doing that type of stuff as well. I could spend hours doing it. That's cool, yeah. Because I really like it when like bands do that sort of stuff. I know because we talked about you know Sam, yeah, we always know Sam Ithaca. Like we talked about that with him, kind of saying how like again, going back to Harriet, how they create like a very much like post-industrial soundscape because obviously they're from like Swindon, Birmingham, like post-industrial towns. So yeah, I'm really, I'm really kind of yeah, excited to see kind of what you do with the sound you've got. Cause I know we talked about earlier, but like the way there is that shoegaze stuff that then just drops into like blast beats and it's like yeah um <laughs> but yeah i mean I, I think i'm more kind of shoegazer than max so i kind of really yeah enjoy those um yeah bits and pieces and i guess so go again with cinema stuff is there obviously there's like midsummer but is mm-hmm. there do you when you're like watching i don't know like movies tv whatever are there stuff you'd be watching that and being like that's cool i want to somehow like incorporate that into what we're doing, whether it is like just a soundtrack or like a visual or a story or whatever, are there kind of any, I guess, yeah, bits and pieces that you've gone, you know, we're going to try and draw from that? Yeah, definitely. Definitely for me. Like, um, I think when we're sort of talking about artwork and stuff, like for the singles, if I see something, I think I've referenced a few times, like series I've been watching or and kind of sent them over and been like, oh, I like the lights in this or this look and stuff so all the time i think we're all huge movie fans as well like we're always all of us are always watching well apart from jay and james i don't know if they actually watch the telly ever but uh, uh, so i've got i i can tell you this one on ethan's path because he's not here but he was telling me i don't know if you've seen the there's a film called raw which is about um a girl who basically ends up eating like i think it's like raw meat and then I think she just spirals into being a cannibal, basically. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> as you do, casually. Um, One of those days. Um, yeah, everyone's everyone's been there. Um, but he was telling me like one of the new demos he sent over 
like a few months ago has a harpsichord in it and that features quite prominently on the soundtrack for that and it you know within the demo that you sent over you know you wouldn't it's kind of got that sort of bouncy medieval sort of like fair sort of noise to it but weirdly enough in the context of what our music's like it works really well yeah um but yeah that's that's something for people to look forward to (laughs) yeah Everything is a bit more hard. Yes. <laughs> hey, look. I think was it the wise man's fear did like a flute breakdown once. So, <laughs> harpsichord breakdown is is well overdue. Yeah. Well overdue. I'm all for like weird soundscapes and instrumentation and music like that as well. Especially, I feel like in in metalcore, there, there's like I, I love it when bands experiment with stuff like that because there's so much a t- there's a tendency, and I'm not gonna. There there have been so many interviews we've done where it just devolves into me talking shit about the modern state of modern metal, but <laughs> but yep. I'm not gonna do that. Instead, I'm gonna say I like it when bands use really you know uh, what's the word like non-standard ideas in writing metalcore songs because a lot of bands will fall into the trapping of just being like you know we just need the fucking riffs. It's like now nah, there's so much you can do in terms of texture with something like, you know, using a really strange distorted synth that you've just fucked up through a fuzz pedal or something, or like yeah. a, yeah, or a so, harpsichord or something. Yeah, I think there's a huge amount of value in in songwriting and that stuff. I think yeah. so too. I mean, for us, I think moving to the baritone guitars was such a good idea because it kind of cuts out the need to incessantly riff all the time and instead just focus on actually writing like a proper song structure. That makes sense and people like hearing um instead of just being like okay i'm gonna put a riff here and i was like this riff kind of goes into it so we can staple that on the end and then i suppose this is the pre-chorus and then uh, uh chorus and oh another riff another riff another riff another riff chorus kind of thing we're actually sort of you know stripping it down to having these sort of lower tuned instruments sort of gets that out the way so you can you can't really riff like we can obviously but you know it makes riffing less sort of desirable and it kind of made us focus a bit more on song structure and actually writing sort of good progressions and stuff like that i think yeah definitely plus it obviously gives more space to having the more sort of post elements to it as well there's a sort of like doomy sound as well that i feel like it is definitely um if we hear like how the baritone in most music with baritone guitars, to be honest, it's sort of like this uh, this drive to it that just kind of lets it more naturally progress rather than, like you say, feeling the need to incessantly riff and like move from one thing to the next. Like oh, I've got to keep it interesting, got to keep doing things. Like you can definitely just sort of pound on that bottom string in like interesting, <laughs> fun little ways, yeah. and it just it just sounds evil on its yeah. own, really. Um, you don't need to worry about being overly technical. It's like you can just f- focus on making something that sounds really cool. Yeah. Um, even if in isolation, if you played it on like a normal six string guitar, it would probably sound really weird. Oh, it does. Trust like me. Like you're just playing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like, because it's got that like low guttural element to it. It's just super sick. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I was about to make a point and my brain has gone blank, so I'm gonna let Joe take over again. <laughs> oh, shit. Um Yeah, I'm just gonna go I guess kind of this is more kind of going back to the artwork and all that. Is I guess kind of how would you like to because I know the artwork for Redeem Release is quite again, Midsummer inspired. Well and obviously I quite like your logo as well, by the way. It's cool. Um yeah, I guess kind of like how would you put like all those like bits and pieces together? Um 
for like your artwork and you know going into all that um so what we normally do is i will like usually draw up like a document that's got kind of you know the, the tracking question and i'll like just brainstorm ideas so i'll include the lyrics i'll say like what what the themes are and then from that we usually kind of pull an image um also as well it's, it's trying to kind of it doesn't always work but trying to tie the artwork to the video as well so you know what elements are in the video and then like marrying that all up so it's kind of cohesive across the board um but definitely yeah it's usually just pulling pulling like from the lyrics and that's usually how we formulate it or if we've got any particular ideas or but yeah it's, it's definitely a, a collaborative effort on that front oh Joe's um, disappeared oh there we go oh he's here but he's in uh yeah image format <laughs> yeah um <laughs> so you do all the sort of visual stuff like well in terms of like uh you know it's artwork and stuff you do it all yourself um, um no we've got someone that makes it that makes it oh. for us yeah. You kind of bring it, you put a spec together, it's like, hey. Absolutely, this is yeah. the vibe. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. 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 And it's also quite exciting to see, like, their interpretation of it as well once they listen to the track and they're like, okay, that's what this makes me kind of visualise, basically. Yeah. Um, so go on, sorry. No, I was just going to say, like, they, we always send over a brief and to begin with and then kind of let them run with it usually. Yeah, I think it is. Um, it is cool, like you say, to sort of you, you have one piece of art. You know, you've created a song or whatever else, and you give it to someone. You're like, okay, here's the idea behind everything. Here's what it sounds like. Interpret that however you like, and make your own piece of art that kind of accompanies it. Because obviously, that person wasn't well, presumably wasn't involved in making the actual song itself. So it's like a. That someone from a complete outside perspective interpreting what you've done and creating yeah. a visual element, and I think that can create some really, really cool, cool stuff. Uh, yeah. It's just like a, it's a nice little collaborative thing going on mm. without, uh, I don't know, just sort of keeping it. I, I don't know what my point is there, but it's just freaking. <laughs> it's, it's just cool. Yeah. Um, Joe, you disappeared I'm there for a second. Sorry, yeah, actually... just dealing. With, we've, we've we've got a dog on. Um... And was it Sunday? So just yeah, something to do with dealing with that because he's been a bit. He's still settling in, so had to reach out about that. Um, but yeah, and I guess kind of, I guess this is kind of a combo question. So it's kind of the aesthetic stuff, and then because I think like after raised emotion, as you kind of switched up logos, like the way you do your artwork, and there's almost like I guess a progression like production as well. If I'm correct. Like, is it kind of do you do like? A single and then you're kind of like okay you can then look back and go how could it was better or is it just kind of a constant process of kind of all way do you always just like just throw around ideas or is it always like you do a single then you go right you kind of like do like a retro and be like okay what can we do better x y and z yeah just kind of how does that whole like development process i guess i guess previous across the last you know few songs you know discography i should say like how has that all worked makes sense I can't, there's a lot of words that I think kind of fall into a question. <laughs> there was a question mark at the end, so yes. I guess it counts. Um, <laughs> um, I mean, to be honest with you, for the first four, like the first two songs were definitely developed like side by side, 100%, which is why they were released together. Yeah. Um, whereas 
sort of emotionless and color loss were also kind of developed separately. Um, so I feel like, I guess in terms of sort of progression, I think there's a lot of things in there um, that we sort of, you can, you can kind of pick up on us learning about, you know, more about ourselves. So I felt like by the time we'd finished Color Lost, we were in a better position to sort of understand what, you know, what type of music we're making. And yeah. that sounds, probably sounds bizarre that we, sounds like we didn't have a clue or anything, but I think you have like all these ideas that you just throw into a mixing pot and eventually you end up stirring out the ones that don't really work. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think from Color Lost, we def that was definitely our kind of, we like leapfrogged from that to, to old wounds um because I, I think at, with color loss we were like delving into that more more clean vocals i suppose um more kind of big like ethereal choruses and such and um so i think we carried on going down that route with old wounds and then and redeem for sure so i think there definitely has been a progression as well like you know because when we play live we still you know, play some of our our older stuff, and it's it's kind of strange now, isn't it, Ed, to like play emotionless and <laughs> like, there's like so many riffs in this. Um, <laughs> so it's it's different, isn't it? There's, mm. there's definitely been a, a change, I think, but I think we're getting to the stage where we're really, really kind of happy with with the sound and where it's going. Yeah, I think we've uh, in a way like. I um, use the really crap analogy of uh, mixing pot, but it's more of a like a distill sort of process. We were just mm -hmm. kind of finding the elements that make us who we are, and then just those are like the key ingredients when it comes to making new songs. So I think we very much kept that in mind while we've been writing the sort of follow up to the singles we're due to release sort of for the rest of this year and early next year. Yeah, and it's seeing how people respond as well, isn't it? Like I think as well when you are a new band releasing singles you know they're all they've all been slight they've all been forlorn but they've all been slightly different and seeing how people respond to that it's like okay they really liked old wounds what is it they liked about old wounds let's do more of that sort of thing or or whatever so yes yeah, it's, it's definitely seeing how people respond to it as well cool so all of these new songs were all recorded in isolation you didn't there was no um it wasn't like you went in and recorded four songs kind of thing no so everything was kind of done on a very sort of slow basis so we were very much working around what we could and couldn't do um so some of it was done in person um so the guitars for redeem and old wounds were definitely done in person um and the bass as well but for the two that aren't out yet they were recorded at home and then sent over. <laughs> um, we had to hire a studio to record the bass for these last two as well. Um, but we were lucky enough that by the time it came to doing drums, um, they literally just, I think it was literally like the same week that you were allowed to like hug people or something. So you could be in the, you could be in a building with people back in May, it was 2021. Um, so yeah, we're up in Middle Farm on a very sort of reduced amount of people in the studio, basically to get the drums sorted for that and start working on writing vocals. Yeah, so the drums were all done like in in a batch there, um, so it was like multiple songs in one go. Um, and then I think with the guitars, didn't you do Old Wounds and Redeem first? I can't remember. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then for vocals, it's been a case of like 
basically doing them as and when because we did quite a lot of development work on with the vocals because there is I mean obviously we used to, I don't know if you guys know but we used to have another singer as well um so now it's just like me we we realized that we wanted to kind of platform vocals more I suppose and create more room for them which meant that what I was writing had to had to be a lot more impactful I suppose um because they're definitely more at the at the forefront um so yeah it, it took quite a long time to do all the vocals for sure so that was definitely like a song couple weeks or a month the next one and then the same again so it was really tediously slow but um it's definitely been worth doing it that way but it's, it's not how we really want to do it moving forward i don't think it'd be cool to kind of be a lot more organized but we've just had we had so many things stacked up against us that it had to be a little bit all over the place yeah. I, th- I think uh it's obviously one of those things where because of how you had to record this stuff and then you know like you say it's probably not something that it would be ideal going forward writing like a full length or something but it kind of slowly converged over time rather than like everything being cohesive all at once yeah. uh and yeah i mean from these two singles just so you can get some background you said this was may 2021 when you recorded this but most of this so this is like you've been doing this for a while uh yeah so songs. um i believe the development work for what is old wounds now begun just before christmas 2020 bloody hell yeah so it has it has been a very very long journey but i think because we were in the state of the world that we were in it very much gave us the opportunity to slow down take our time and really like you know craft what we thought new fall launch should be uh without having to worry about just shoving out whatever um yeah it was like okay well we didn't have the best start so we can kind of wind it back in wipe the slate and then just come back again it's not the end of the world well as far as we knew at that point anyway <laughs> <laughs> not yet <laughs> yeah so yeah i think it's a benefit to us to although you know you want things to be happening quicker like for us it was good for for us to really kind of think about things and think about the sound that we wanted um and just create something that that we were all happy with as well I think um, yeah, the, the, the whole idea of you kind of finding your sound uh, leading up to writing and recording these songs definitely comes across mm. in in those songs, kind of going back to what you were saying before. And I think um, having that time to develop the songs over time definitely benefit. I think the songs benefited in the end. And, you know, this whole long process, as arduous as I understand it can be in terms of recording to release um I understand it, it takes a bloody long time and it has taken a long time for you guys. Um, I think in the end, with that kind of process, it's more likely that you'll be happy with the end product rather than, you know, you do everything at once and then like it comes out and you're like, oh shit, I would have done that differently if I had more time to think about it kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Um, so you've kind of been backed into a corner where you've basically been like, well, I we have all this time I've got it. I may as well just keep working and working and working on it. And you know, having written these songs for such a long time as well, it must be kind. It must be satisfying to finally get them out. <laughs> like, oh, hundred percent. Like, um, especially you know, having the finished product and just being like being so proud and excited about what we've made. 
and being like, no one even knows this exists at the moment or what we're going to yeah. do. Like, and how are people going to react? Because it's going to be so vastly different to what they last saw from us. You know, I, I want to know. I, we were all aching to know, like, just sort of unleash it and see what happened. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we got our mixes back as well um, this week for the next two tracks. And it's just like, like those drums were recorded in May, weren't they? And we hadn't even heard, like, those drums, and like, those real drums until, like, this week hmm. it's, it's just mental <laughs> madness such a long you know turnover time but then it makes it's just like i think with such a gap as well i think it's kind of like you're hearing the song for the first time again because i presume when you're in the process of writing it you listen to the demos over and over and over again yeah and then you kind of stop for a while yeah, yeah. and then you get that final mix back so far later and you're like oh my god this is even better that's sick <laughs> like yeah, that's that's a must be a satisfying thing after such a, a long process. So yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm glad that's kind of worked out in the end. Who um who does your production, by the way? Just curious, out of curiosity. Uh, George, I don't know if it's is it Lever or Lever. Oh, George Lever does your production. It could no be shit. Lever. Lever. It could uh, be yeah. Lever. <laughs> George, George Lever. George Lever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, our producer is George Lever. Yeah. He's uh he's he's quite the superstar nowadays, isn't he? He's uh he's everywhere. He he's is. doing bloody sleep <laughs> token, loathe, did monuments, I think. Yeah, that guy's he's he's going crazy. He um yeah, I mean the production on this on this new stuff sounds meaty. Uh, I can definitely see his touch on that. <laughs> it's very much like a sort of weighty George, uh, George Lever type type production. And in that case, I'm even more excited to hear. If I presume, hopefully, you'd be going to him for whatever you do next as well. You know, I think we'll just see. I mean, obviously, one of the issues that we've got is funds. He's a bit um, skinny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh. Yeah. Um, and obviously, for wanting to kind of do a longer release, it's whether or not you know we can afford to do that. But I think that George was really certainly like at the beginning he was very important in in helping us shape our our sound i think to begin with because we you know we we had so many ideas like so many different influences um and i he really kind of i don't know if this is the right word fathered us or like you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah just kind of helped us figure out what how we wanted to sound and what we wanted to do and i think we're now at the point where like we know what we want to sound like and we're quite able to kind of get there easily or more, more easily, more easily, more easier, more easily. More I can't easy. even speak. I mean, any of those will do, Meg. I can't talk. <laughs> I had a few ciders yesterday. I had a few ciders last week. They're still wearing off. <laughs> <laughs> My brain's not working. It's been pickled by cider. Um, you're doing yeah, so fine if, if that's any consolation. <laughs> <laughs> For someone with a pickle brain, yeah. Good. But yeah, George was definitely really important. I'm, you know, he's, he's still important for sure, but I think, you know, we're, we're a lot more confident in what we want now um, to the point where, you know, we, we if, if we all decided to move on, like, it would be cool, you know. But um, yeah, we're really grateful for, for George. It is, it is just a cost thing, really. Yeah. 
Mm. We uh, we obviously we we have friends who have gone to him before, and he, he, his rates have drastically gone up. And you know, the what you get for that money is amazing, mm-hmm. but it is a bit out of reach for a band that is sort of self-funded. I can yeah. completely see that. I mean, yeah. especially now that his uh, his stuff has you know skyrocketed in popularity, he must be in huge demand. So it's like you know, getting the money, getting yourself even in that room must be. Uh, well, getting your getting your music in, in his ears might be a, a case of like, can he actually do it within the next three months? Kind of thing because he's got so many bands paying him, you know, several grand to mix. His yeah, songs. I think that's it as well. You know, I mean, I, I suppose some of those bigger bands they have like you know funding from a label or whatever. Um, but we've not got a we've got a licensing deal, haven't we? Not a recording deal. Yeah, you know, so so they it, distribute it, rather than. Yeah. Anything else? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So obviously that you know they're not paying us, paying for us to go and record, um, or paying for the videos and that sort of thing. You know that's all done by us. So, you know, we'd love to be recording all the time, but it's just we have to think what can we actually all afford. Yeah. Well, I think in terms of what you're saying about how there was a lot of value in going to George in terms of developing your sound and finding what makes forlorn sound it uh, yeah. i think now that you've got that you're probably more ready to go to someone else who may you know who, who may be able to just do a, a great job in recording you when you don't need as much guidance i suppose it's kind of like uh you've 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 he's fathered you and now you're ready you know you're ready to <laughs> to graduate and now you're uh ready to move throughout the house you're moving That's out of home world. yeah you go in. You go in all on on the big, big, scary, wide world on your own without without Papa George. Uh, you've got, uh, Papa Lever. Papa Lever. Oh, <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna anger the French on this one. I'm sorry. <laughs> Probably <laughs> angry enough to be honest, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Official bull in tune stance. I love pissing <laughs> off the French. Oui, oui, George Lever. um yeah i mean cool i I definitely i think whatever you guys end up doing next is going to be really cool and i think if you kind of tap into that uh obviously i'm not i'm not i'm not to tell you what to do but if you definitely tap into that please sort of if you you want to write music for it no uh, no, if if you tap into that what you've been doing recently with with stuff like you know, expanding the theatrics and, you know, how, uh, I, I think especially as well, uh, bolstering that stage presence, like make it go further, put weird shit on the stage, like just make it look like you and sort of develop things over time. You guys could really, could really make an impact here. I see. I think you, uh, you already are. I think really, I, uh, based on the, the Ithaca show and you played with Devil Soda Soul. Now you've got other things coming up in the future. I can't remember who it was you played with, quite recently in was it two to nine you played recently with someone else you play a no. show or was it so you got a show coming up not the one that we're talking about i don't think we've not played two to nine yet um so october will be the first the first time yeah um i mean our first gig was with svalbard i don't know if that's what you're thinking of maybe i the, but I, I feel like i remember seeing something on instagram recently maybe it hasn't happened yet maybe i'm just completely conflating things but um yeah, I mean, I think with stuff like that and um, well, the, the tours that you've been on, the tours you will go on, I think people will realize that there is something really special going on with what you guys are doing. And 
getting yourselves out there, being able to actually get those ideas out in the world rather than being trapped in your bedrooms writing this this stuff is yeah. um, it's going to be very valuable, I think, in terms of getting getting yourselves out there, basically. I'm really happy that we stuck it out because I think, like, you know, it would have been quite easy to just be like, well, this obviously isn't meant to happen because it felt like everything was stopping us from being a thing. Yeah. <laughs> but, the whole world's you know, against you. Yeah, it was just like, you know, like, what was it? Our, we were meant to play a show, weren't we? Our, our first gig was meant to happen. Oh, and that didn't happen because it was still a bit dodgy with COVID. And then there was Storm Eunice. We were meant to play, we were meant to play what was then going to be our first gig. And then like the bands that we were going to play off, like, oh no, we're pulling out. Like it's too dangerous for us all to drive. And it was just like, what is going on? Yeah. Was it two or three first gigs that we had? Yeah. 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 It was ridiculous. And then suddenly it's like, we play that Svalbard show which managed, we managed to do, which is awesome. And then it was like, oh, we're going on tour with Devil's Soul Soul. We've played, like, <laughs> one gig. Yeah. It was... Have it, fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. But it was, it was terrifying. Yeah, time to pull up those bootstraps. <laughs> I, can, I can only imagine how nerve-wracking that is after years of, like, building up to, like, oh, we haven't actually played... We've been meaning to play gigs, but we haven't been able to play gigs. And then suddenly, okay, here's a whole run with, like, a really influential band. Like, oh... That's real. Yeah. And we okay, had like a couple of weeks great. to sort out as well, didn't we? Um, yeah, it was a two-week turnaround. So was, yeah, uh, literally. Yeah, we got asked to do it, and then we were all like, right, we need to find out if we can, if five of us can get off work, like, you know, to do this. Like then where we, yeah, where are we going to stay? Oh, we need to get a van. It was... But you managed. We did. I didn't even know, like, you know, if I've, 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 I'd never been on tour before, so I didn't know if I could, like, like if my vocals hold up. Um, so I was very worried about that. But it was okay. fine. It was fine. It did. Good. It worked. This thing works. <laughs> <laughs> the wonders of technique. It's a, uh, yeah, yeah. I, f- I, f- I can only imagine that. It's just like, it's just a zero to a hundred incredibly quickly, especially after having show cancellations immediately going into like an actual tour that actually happens. Yeah. yeah, it's like I assume there was some level of like thing in your head where it's like, well, this is definitely going to get cancelled, isn't it? This is. Oh yeah, happen. we were all like had to te- we all like COVID tested, didn't we? On the morning, it's like right, none of us are leaving until we've all done a COVID test. And uh, and you're like, well, someone's going to be positive, right? Like, surely. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something. something's yeah. going to go wrong. <laughs> but then nothing did, and it actually works. Sometimes the world doesn't work against you. Sometimes. Yeah. We did. We did scrape our van. We did, which is really frustrating, actually, because we uh, had managed to break even on all the costs for the tour. And then? And then, (laughs) and then as soon as we returned the van to the hire company, it was all undone. It was all undone. They were like, Mm. no, you've had too good of a ride. This is is not happening. You were so close, guys, to actually not, like, costing any money to yourselves, but... mm. Next time, maybe. Next time, maybe, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> hopefully it was a valuable experience all the same. I mean, it's uh, definitely an interesting one to be, like, the first ever tour you're on, like, with such a such a cool band as well. Like, yeah. Uh, who was the other band on that lineup? I remember seeing that. Uh, like, Earn. Earn, yeah. I, um, I, t- I didn't make it down to a show. I meant to, because I, I, I really like that last Devil Sword of Soul record. And uh, then maybe, maybe I would have discovered you even earlier. Maybe. Maybe I would have discovered you in a, even earlier, but uh, alas, the uh, that's not how the cards fell. 
but you know, I'm I'm, I'm yeah, I was definitely really pleasantly surprised about uh, finding you guys at, at the Ithaca, as, as I've been saying before. You know, oh, we really appreciate that. It's, it's you know these things are worth doing. <laughs> it was good. It was a good gig, and like you know, we've become like like friends with them now as well, which is wicked. That's so, wicked. um, fingers crossed, like <laughs> some more Ithaca stuff happens. That would be that would be very cool. I would definitely like to see you guys on the road with us here again, even if it's not just in the UK. Like they go out to Europe or something. Like, yo, those guys forlorn are really cool. We should we should get them to yeah. come on tour with us. Yeah, there's there's quite a few bands on the list that we'd like to do stuff with. Even like Harriet, you know, it'd be wicked to play a show with them. Hmm. Um, That'd be fucking awesome. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully that happens. But you know, you never know. You never know. I mean, I definitely think you guys would really fit on a bill with that that kind of stuff. Like, you know, a Harriet type band or like uh, something like Holy Fawn or something maybe would be mm, really cool. Yeah. Um, Joe, given that that knowing smirk. Holy Fawn. He loves, he loves Holy Fawn. Great Fawn. band. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so they're one that came up in my research that I was doing. Um, mm-hmm. As soon as I heard like Death Spells like, from start to finish, I immediately went and purchased the vinyl. I was like, I need this forever. <laughs> I've uh, they've they've got some really nice vinyl for the new one, haven't they? Well, I've, I've been looking of, into it. The only UK vinyl is like luminous green. <laughs> I don't remember really luminous green vinyl. Oh, so I like might... snot. Um, snot. I guess. I guess like yeah, like the cartoonish kind of like snot like green. Me. Yeah, and I'm me. just like I might like the new album's really good because we we've obviously got it for review. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I might have to either just bite the bullet and ship over from US, or just I don't know, not get it. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of races coming out. I want to get vinyl for, so I kind of I just can't buy it all. Um, this is my anyway, fault, by the way. He was not into vinyl. I was, this year, yeah, I was and not, I've just fucked him. Yeah, you <laughs> fucked him. And ruined my life. Thank you for that. As you can see behind me, I've got many, 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 many records, and. Uh, yeah, I've, I've I've infected my entire friend group. Yeah, because you got me <laughs> with the Emma Ruth Rondeville, didn't you? I got you Emma Engine Ruth yeah. You got me with that, yeah. and then it just kind of went downhill. Yeah, <laughs> it's good you guys are keeping keeping the uh, music alive. You know, buying band stuff, which is wicked. I, I I literally work in a record store, so I I I I always I'm always around records. How can I how can I resist? <laughs> how can i resist i think i i can't remember if it was you ed or someone else i talked to at your merch table about about vinyl um because i bought a t-shirt at the ithaca show and i was mm. speaking to somebody at the merch table it was either you or just someone else from the band that i'm not aware of the name of that's all right um but yeah <laughs> i was talking about i was talking about vinyl with them and i was like if you is like, if you guys ever do vinyl i would Ooh. love to i would it love might, to it, it might have been it's probably me um Vinyl, so I work, um, that's basically part of my day job as well. All right. Uh, so I work for a company called Allotment Productions. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. They, um, uh, yeah, I get many emails about shipment from Allotment. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm very clued up on how far behind the vinyl industry is at the moment. So Yes. It's not great. It's, <laughs> it's not, not great. Really, no. Um, <laughs> But I feel like it's one of those things that I feel like as a musician, it's like that's a bucket list thing, right? It's like, yeah, 100%. Here's a oh. vinyl record. It's something I made. Dope. Yeah. There you go. Type of saw, physical product would be great. Yeah, I still remember being in my first band and getting CDs made and just how much that blew my mind. I think uh, vinyl would probably be 
be that all over again for me. But just as an mm. adult, <laughs> it, it legitimizes it, doesn't it? It just—it's mm. like this is a, a a physical manifestation of the work I've put into this band or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Like, and I think with vinyl, it's such a—it's like an intimate medium in terms of listening to music. As as like fucking uh, pretentious as that sounds, like it's just like this is—it's the thing I wrote this, and it's on a pressed onto wax. Hmm. I think it's, it's like here's all the things I wrote. Well, there's a different yeah. energy about it. I feel like you know, if you think about how a CD works, CDs are it's read by like a lens, um, and then that's converted into sound and out the speakers or whatever. Whereas you know, on the vinyl, you know, like you said, the the music's very much pressed into something, and there's like that sort of kinetic connection between the needle and and the wax that makes it a bit more real um, and a bit more warm. Um, yeah, lovely analog stuff. Mm. If you do vinyl, though, make sure it's very pretty. I will, I will buy a very pretty. Oh, it will record. be. There'll be no so. luminous green. There'll be no snot green. No, no, no. no, and for the love of God, no silver. <laughs> no silver, because the silver vinyl always just comes out looking like grey, like the Harriet one, like the Harriet New one. Harriet, yeah. Pressing, not that one. I've got. I'm sorry, Harriet. I love you so much, but silver, please don't do that anymore. <laughs> it, just <laughs> looks, it just looks silly. It just looks silly. Like that looks sick, though. Dick. That one looks sick. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely do some cool. Like, get one of those like wax. Have you seen those wax mage pressings that they do, where they like press things into the record? Ooh, dried flowers. Yeah, get some dried flowered press into the records. They'd be ungodly expensive. <laughs> but maybe it would be cool to do like a run of like 20 or something and be like, yeah. They're yeah. £100 each though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah it'll take five years cool. to get here. Yeah. Because yeah. the guy who's pressing it himself. Them, designing them. It'll be wicked if we did that'd do that. Be really cool. It'd be really cool. I think if you, if maybe you could like I don't I don't know how realistic this would be, and in terms of budget, I don't. It's probably a bit expensive. But the four singles you've done, you know, maybe a little single sided twelve inch or a ten inch vinyl or something would be cool for the singles. And then you could you could do that on the lead up to an album. Be like, yo, anyone interested in physicals? Question mark. We do get that a lot. Like at merch, have you got any CDs? I did ask if you had any CDs at merch. I'm, uh, one of those. One of I'm those. I'm one of those guys. I'm one of those. And I'm guys. like, no. If you buy our t-shirts, then maybe eventually we'll be able to afford to get some CDs. I did buy. A t- I did buy a t-shirt. You did. I, buy a t-shirt. I appreciate I that very much. Yeah. Uh, even, I I did ask for two XL, and there was no two XLs. But I did buy an XL anyway because fuck it, fuck it. It was a nice t-shirt as well. It's the purple logo one. I thought it was really sick. Ooh. Oh, what the um. What, the one that you're wearing, Ed? Yeah, this one. <laughs> no, not that one. Oh, the other one. No, the one with the actual purple logo on it. Yeah. Oh, okay. It says your, your name and then it's got something written on the back, I think. Yeah, they're really soft, those t-shirts. Very soft. Very nice. Mm, good pyjamas. Good pyjamas. At this point, I'm just asking intrusive questions about your uh, about what you do behind the scenes, but who who does your t-shirts like in terms of like, printing? Because we're we're looking at getting bullion shirts printed, then it's just like it's it's cool as fuck. But what, who who do you print through? That's a good question. I think uh, Jay's very much our drummer is very much our merch man. Oh, okay. Um, and he would know, but we don't. So I'm really sorry. Fair enough. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I just I'm gonna go um, it's it's someone I, he knows personally. I think. Yeah. 
But he he did those per, the one that Ed's got on, and that was done by someone else, wasn't it? Uh, I don't know. Because we just got a limited run of those. The one the ones that um that you've got, um, Max, that's a like a fair trade fair trade cotton organic cotton one. Um, and I think what you've got on Ed is that a gilded? Yeah, it's just a gilded. Yeah. Just a gilded. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, cool. Are you? Uh, I don't know if you guys are planning to do any more merch for uh, for like the coming up singles, or are you? We got, few, just... we got a few things that we've been looking at getting sorted. Um, we're very much working on like a merch funds merch sort of basis, and we just crossed the threshold of being able to bought, buy more merch with merch money. Let's go. Just we're just trying to work out exactly what it is that we want because I feel like there's a, like a gap in our table. In terms of prices, like all of our t-shirts obviously sit at like fifteen pounds. Um, that's not obviously accessible for everyone. Um, so I think we were looking at getting some smaller items along the lines of sort of pin badges and stuff like that. Socks was another one that's right now. Socks, hell yeah, yeah. They're um, expensive and, though. Socks. They are. They are. Yeah. You wouldn't think they would be, but it's, I think it's just the quantity you have to buy them in is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Do so, <laughs> some bucket hats. Mm. Bucket hats are sick. I don't know why that response. Yeah. <laughs> bucket hats are sick. Come on. Techfest classic bucket hat. Embroidered uh, caps, maybe. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. Right, yeah. Proper, like, like actual hardcore. Like, you know. Put a light on it, huh? Out, yeah, outbreak fest wear. Yeah. Yeah, yeah something, something cool. Something that yeah. people would happily wear, like, day and out. Just wrap us, really. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'll definitely buy some shit if you're if you're dropping with some with the singles. You uh so obviously if you can't talk about it the exact stuff publicly. I think we had something about it in the email uh, that you, that was originally sent back to us when we requested. But you've got the single coming out relatively soon. I mean not not super super soon, but like relatively right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously, I don't. That's probably not publicly known, but. <laughs> no, we're, we're, we're happy to say that it exists at this point there in is time. A, there is a song. It will be there this is... year. It will be this year. Yeah, yeah. one's definitely this year. Um, and we're probably looking uh, early next year for the last one. Yeah. What's, what's the vibe for the new one? Because you said the, the vibes between all the four songs are quite different. They're all very forlorn. Like, what's, mm. what are you going um, for with this one? Ooh. Groovy. Mm. Ooh. I would say groovy, sassy, groovy and sassy, (laughs) groovy, sassy, groovy and sassy. And, um, and then you've got, uh, what am I thinking of? Chris Nolan for the, for the last one. Very loud. You can't hear the vocals type Chris Nolan. (laughs) Like, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the instrumental's just solo makes vocals. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's just like it's just a bass drop. Basically, you want you want people to have PTSD flashbacks to pay in full ticket admission to Tenant, and then walking out and still having no idea what happened. <laughs> You're like, should I pay for another ticket to go see that again, or, or should I just go home and and sit and be confused? Yeah, <laughs> and we've got like groovy and sassy, and then think Batman. Batman. <laughs> Yeah. Which Batman? Chris Lord of Batman? Uh, Adam West Batman. Yeah. 
Chris Nolan Batman. So not not, not Chris Nolan Tenet. We're going Chris Chris Nolan Batman. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I definitely definitely respect that vibe. We're going for like like a dark vigilante music. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, Basically, the guy's like, I got sent the song, and then I was like, I just think about Batman when I hear this. (laughs) You know, wear a Batman costume in the music video. (laughs) Still pagan Batman. Yeah, pagan Batman. Is there a where is she breakdown? (laughs) 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 Oh, I should have put that in there. There you go. We should have like put a little tiny like sample, like really hidden. Just really like fuck it up through, put it like through a bunch of different like EQ (laughs) stuff and like yeah, like phases and stuff, and just make it sound really fucked up. Like make make it sound like a texture, but you know exactly what it is. You know exactly what it is when you hear it. Like (laughs) yeah. That's Batman. <laughs> <laughs> when, that's you, um, when you hear it, you can let us know. You can be like, oh, that's the Batman song. That's the Batman song. Hope, I mean, I, I, I presume I will, I will get the vibe. I'll get the vibe. Mm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's, so the fourth song is Batman, or is that's the third song? It's, it's also Sassy. It's the same one that's Sassy. Uh, the the sassy, sassy Groovy one is the next one, and then Batman is um, the one after. Batman's the one after. That's the that's the primary the primary style is Batman. Yeah. Dope. I think Dope. are my descriptions accurate, Ed? Would you say groovy and sassy and Batman? I'd say the the fourth one's very dramatic, yeah. Probably like, like someone who's lost their parents at a young age and decided to beat up criminals because of it. Yeah. <laughs> Music to beat up criminals too because you're an orphan. That's yeah. it's, it's, it's very it. specifically Batman. Don't know how to process the fact your parents are dead, so you just beat up people who are worse off than you as a rich person. That's a vibe. Yeah, that's a vibe. Yeah. <laughs> God. <laughs> what a statement. What a statement. What a statement. Um, right. Cool. Yeah. So I'd say dramatic for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely down for some dramatic dark shit. Yeah. Um, definitely that. And then yeah, the next one's just a good like. It's the next just number, a, I think. A stank right. face. Stank Show face. Me a, yeah, it's, it's like, yeah, like, I think, I think, <laughs> yeah. Do you play that one? Did you, have you played these songs live or have you been leaving them? No. Oh, yeah. You just played everything else you've released beforehand, kind of. Yeah. Apart from the typo negative cover. <laughs> Apart from the typo negative cover. Well, you did a typo negative cover? Did you yes. actually, what, you actually did. Dad, do you not know this? I didn't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, I'm slacking. Do I'm your slacking. research. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, yes, there is a typo negative cover. It's on Spotify and YouTube. Shit. Oh, shit. That's my bad. That's it's not what you'd expect. Bad. It's not a full band thing. It's just me and a, 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 pian, a pianist. I have to be oh. careful. How <laughs> you know, yeah. Oh, <laughs> you have to be careful. <laughs> you have to be careful. Oh, is it fucking... Hold on. Was it Love You Live to Death? Yeah, that was something I was like, I listened and I was like, this sounds different, but I, <laughs> I was like, hmm, what's going on here? But uh, now, now, like, now, now we know. Now it makes sense. Now we yeah. know. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I had no bloody idea. I had no bloody idea. Great. I, To be fair, I, I'm not well versed on typo negative. No, so I wouldn't have caught it. I wouldn't have caught it. No one is. No one is. No, <laughs> uh, there's a frightening lack of goths in your life, mate. That's what it is. <laughs> it's like 
Uh, yeah, terrifying lack of goss. It needs to be. I need. To, I need to be surrounding myself with more goss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Apparently, apparently I do. I'm not. I'm not brushed up on my knowledge. <laughs> I'm letting people down. You know, I'm letting my own side down. I gotta, gotta brush up on that shit. Right. <laughs> I don't think we actually have any more. I have one more. Oh, question. Oh, you have one more. Oh. The one festival Maxis have got to mention is Art Tangent. Yes. Oh, of course. How was Art Tangent? Because I saw you were there. It was exquisite. It was very good. Prog. I'd, yeah. I'd love time. I would love to play Art Tangent one day. I think you'd be a good fit for Art Tangent. I wanted to go, but I'd known to go. I was just like, fuck it, I'm going to stay home. I wanted to go as well, but I couldn't get it off work. So. Yeah, so it's Max's fault, basically. Um, who did it you was see? Oh, what, bands, what bands did you see? Who did I see? Um, so I went Thursday, I saw Amon Ra. Amon Ra? Amon Ra. Like the post metal, I'm um, the post metal band. Yeah. Um, and then I saw, why are you laughing at me, Ed? Because <laughs> your eyebrows, you were like trying to work out if you're saying the right thing. You're like, I'm raw. <laughs> uh, and then I saw Cult of Luna on Thursday. And then on Friday, I saw Mol. 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 I saw Mol. And then so who else? Uh, I can't remember because I started getting quite drunk after that. But like, um, me, like me at Tech Fest. <laughs> like me at Tech Fest. <laughs> <laughs> drinking, drinking gin from nine in the morning and definitely does that to you. It's just kind Ooh, of... God. I can't talk about alcohol. <laughs> um, Leprous. Sick. People Slicer, Palm Reader, Devil Soul of Soul, Powell Bearer. Mm-hmm. Um, who else did I see? Did I say Frontier? I saw a bit of Emery oh, Frundle. Gang. Who else did I see? Can't remember. Most of the bands. Saw a lot of the bands. Lots of bloody rock music. Did you see The Armed? Mm. Not by The Armed. I don't understand it. Wow. <laughs> I actually go cry now. Yeah, ruined. I really want to see the arm. I'm just like, I've got to go. But I was hoping they would do because I know Emery Frundle did the tour. So I saw her on the Monday after that tangent. And I was yeah. the arm would do one off, but no. So, no. But I saw Emery um, Frundle though, so I'm, I'm very happy about that. Yeah. Now, I heard them from my tent. I had to go. I think they were playing when I had to go and have a little lie down um, because I was really hungover on the Saturday. Like, awf- awfully hungover. So, um, yeah, I had to go and have a moment. And then uh, I think they were playing during that time period. Uh, like, are there, like, loads of vocalists or something? Um, sort of. Like, there's loads of them. How are they? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of them. There's, there's like, there's kind of, like, two vocalists, um, mm. but they just jump the same thing. And then there's several guitarists. There's only one drummer. So there's like, well, it's kind of free to count Cara as well as a vocalist, but she also has keyboards. Um, and no one really knows who they are properly, and they just kind of always swap out. And I think, I don't know, but it's cool. Oh, interesting. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of like weird lore around it as well, which you can kind of get lost in. Um, mm. And there's all these theories and whatnot. Um, so if you ever have, if you're ever really bored, um, The Armed can be an interesting read. 
And okay. they also make quite good music. So and they I'm do quite intrigued. She's got like quite an intense like voice. Is like is is it a scream? Is it a yell? Like um, something. It's uh, that's probably one more for Max. It's probably it's kind of a combo, I guess. I guess more. I listened to the yeah, album like. I listened to the album once, and I was like, this is cool, but I don't really get it. (laughs) They did, like, like a um, cinematic story thing to do... You just kind of, like, dipped into the lore. It was called Live at the Temple Masonic, where they did all their songs live in, like, a really fancy building. Yeah, I think I did a bit of that. Yeah, learned to lore, uh, which is cool. Like, I don't know, interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I'll I'll do a read-up. Yeah, honestly, yeah. So I was like, so I don't know, I'm going to go tangent, so... Yeah, I think next year I'm going to try and do like, well, I don't know if Max will do it with me, but I'm going to try and do like Outbreak, Tech Fest, 2K Trees, and Arc Tangent. And then people mm. just die after all of that because it'll be. Yeah, horrific. yeah, I'll definitely do Arc Tangent again. Arc Tangent's only like 50 minutes from where I live, so it's it's really handy. Yeah, that's something with like Arc Tangent, because that's Bristol, because I'm, I'm, I'm near Cheltenham. So it's mm. like, it's technically like, and so is 2K Trees, I'm never done both. <laughs> I always do the really far away one for some reason. Um, yeah. So yeah, we do in. So hopefully, yeah, we'll see you at Techfest next year, and our, hopefully, our tangent. Yeah. Well, if we're not playing, I'll certainly be there. If you don't do Techfest, I'll be chasing Simon round. Yeah. Yeah. I was. I yeah. We round Techfest. You were not here for when we were talking about this. So uh, yeah, I I know Simon very personally, and I try. I've, I pushed personal. him to get you on Techfest next year. He's going to get so pissy about that, I feel, because I put an application. I think Meg hassled him as well. Oh, no. he. I So I talked to him about it. I talked to him about it, and he was like, he was already planning on it, I'm pretty sure. Oh, Obviously, no. I don't know how, how much firm stuff there is in there. You might actually take this audio out of the interview. <laughs> who else? Who else? Uh, I've not hassled yeah. him recently. I, got, I, didn't, I, I think I hassled him a couple years ago. I think, uh, no, it was my friend Sam from work uh, emailed him on my behalf as well. <laughs> I'll, uh, it's like, I'll, this guy's definitely got a strong impression that we want to we want to play because he's been asked by four different people, uh, yeah, and four yeah. different mediums. To, I will, I will be pushing him to do it because I mean, I already asked him. Uh, we we were in the studio recording last week, and on the way there, I was like, "So I, be, I saw this band. <laughs> I saw this band playing, <laughs> and I think they would be really good." And the, yeah, but it turns out he'd already like, thought about it, and I was like, "Yeah, okay, cool. Just I'm letting you know, I want this to happen." really badly hopefully he listens to me fingers crossed fingers crossed i mean i'm touching wood touching wood yeah Just touching gotta, wood. Uh, i think i think it will happen like i i obviously can't guarantee anything because i'm not him and uh yeah obviously i don't book for the for the bloody festival but <laughs> you'd fit very well on the bill and I think he likes you, so you should let awesome. us book tech fest. You should let me and you book tech fest. <laughs> yes, maybe just you because I book a lot of beatdown bands. But yeah, you basically make an outbreak, and it's like the outbreaks are like the week before, man. You <laughs> you like the hardcore bands at the hardcore <laughs> festival. But yes, um, be very good to see you at tech fest if you're there, and um, and sort of see you in October. Mm. And yes. you, yeah, we'll see you in October. Yes. With, exp- with expensive pints there. Is it? Yeah, it's because we saw in Thea there, um, yeah, back in like June. The boys. I remember it being an expensive affair. Um, so, who did you see that? In Thea. Oh, okay. It was in Thea and Creek, Creek, and a few others. 
sure. Is it a good venue? Is it is it a cool um, cool vibe? I like it. Yeah, I like yeah. Because I think it's like it's like there's two bits to it. So there's like one. There's like two stages. Um, yeah, nice little venue. It's underground, so. Um, Boston. Yeah, nice it, it, it's, it's kind of a similar setup to Boston Music Room in that it's like you can kind of just go beside the stage. The stage is mm. much lower though. The stage yeah. is like that far off the ground as BMR's like obviously you can jump off the BMR stage. You can't reach stage dive at the two two nine. Oh that's uh, good. Also I, mean, I hope you don't have too much equipment. Because it's a staircase. <laughs> There's a big old staircase. Big staircase. Oh goodness. I'm sorry about that. How am I going to get my tree mic stand up the stairs? Oh. A full-on tree. Bring an actual tree. <laughs> like a full-on tree. Just put it in the venue. They're, they're like, yeah. why, why have you brought that down? And you're like, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Big gag. Yeah, it'd be cool. It'd be cool. It's a good venue. It sounds really good as well. I think um, I think you guys will, will sound popping there. But yeah, the stage is very low. You will be very much in the crowd almost. Cool. It's cool. Oh, it sounds exciting. I'm looking forward to it. I think that's our next gig at the moment, isn't it? it? Is, yeah. Unless something pops up. Yeah. Something just randomly pops up and you're like, they're like, hey, do you want to fill on this tour in two days? <laughs> yeah. Two month tour. That would be our luck. That would be our luck, wouldn't it? It would. Mm-hmm. You get the van like... out of the lot and it's scrape it on the way out. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like, Sorry, guys, Christmas is cancelled this year. <laughs> Santa Claus yeah. has crashed his van. Yeah. <laughs> we broke even on the tour and we were going to buy everyone Christmas presents and then uh, scraped the man so yeah so. Papa George didn't get his uh, his lump of coal this year <laughs> <laughs> right um, yeah I think I think I don't know if you, I don't think you've got much more of you you haven't got you haven't got gone well, for the list we, we've held you for yes. for long enough I think it has been like an hour and a half now that we've been... Has it? Blimey. Wow. I've got to go and eat my prawns. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. you can't forget about your prawns. I what know. If, I'm actually quite hungry. What if you get downstairs and your mum's just eating them anyway? She doesn't even. She won't. I mean, she's... She she's won't. Vegetarian. You don't know that. You will despite you. I don't like prawns. Mm. I like prawns. I'm going to put them on some bread. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put them on, on some bread. And put them in my mouth and eat them. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, hopefully you enjoy your prawns. And, uh, is that what the title of this piece is going to be called? Forlorn yeah. Talk Prawns. Forlorns Prawns. Forlorns Prawns. Maybe that's what you should do next. You should do like a merch table prawn stand. Well, yeah, just have like a little like a build your own prawn cocktail thing going on in the corner. Yeah, except you won't be anywhere near it because you don't like prawns. No, none of them do. I don't know. Ethan might like prawns. Maybe that's more incentive to sell it all in because you don't have to look at them anymore when it's all gone. <laughs> yeah, I think it's only me. I think it's only me. But Ethan and because um, most of the band are wait. Are you vegan, Ed? You're sort of vegan. Well, I'm rubbish vegan. Where I'm uh, I've seen you eat. Addicted, fully addicted to cheese. Yeah, so. I've seen him eat cheese. Semi-vegan. Yeah. Can't go without that halloumi. Oh, it's just not even that. It's just all cheese. Yeah, bloody love cheese. a real problem for it. <laughs> it's completely yeah. valid. Completely valid. <laughs> but um, I'm, I'm, I'm pescatarian. So I eat fish, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> Meg doesn't obviously. believe that fish have feelings, so and she hates it. They wouldn't let me eat any prawn sandwiches on tour. Ed was like, I don't think prawn sandwiches on tour is a good idea. 
Mm-mm. I think that's so for a separate week. reason than the vegan thing. <laughs> Actual <laughs> sis, all week, a prawn sandwich. It's a sneak one when number was looking. What is that in your hand? Nothing? We sat in the van just be like, you've been eating prawns, haven't you, Meg? No. Yeah, so I could eat prawns <laughs> instead. I think I got fed, like, spicy beans every single day. <laughs> it was the worst. And obviously when you're anxious already, you know, you get a sore tummy, don't you? It's just exacerbated by eating so many beans. <laughs> Why are you forcing her to eat beans? <laughs> <laughs> it was, it didn't force anything it was just that was the option for food yeah we had a lot of burritos it's, it's like like, yeah when we were playing it was awkward wasn't it because we couldn't really eat before we played so we had to like rush out after we played and quickly get something um and then like our drummer made us beans on toast and it wasn't just regular beans on toast it was like <laughs> he put about like 20 chilies in there you know what's wrong with just normal beans on toast Anyway, I'm chatting shit. <laughs> <laughs> Telling everyone about your tour thoughts, really, aren't you? <laughs> nope. I've yep. had a special mum delivery too. There we go. Got some, got some, got some wraps. So. Oh, lovely. Aww, um, nice. Gang shit. Is that, a ca- is that a glass of coke? Yeah. Oh, I'm really jealous. So I think it's, it's yeah, it's normal coke. I think. Usually it's Pepsi, but I'm being treated like a king today, apparently. So. Wow. There you go. Match a glass of Coke. The one day where Pepsi is not okay. The one day. Or, or rather, where Coke is okay. Yeah. I don't and think there's ever been a question, like, it's like where you ask for, like, a Coke at a restaurant. Like, oh, is Pepsi okay? It's never the other way around. It's never someone yeah, yeah. being like, oh, can I have a Pepsi? And they're like, oh, is oh, Coke yeah. okay? No one's like, no, no, that's never happening. That's, that's never happening. I don't think it's ever happened. Yeah. I was like, well, if I go to the, the we're getting on a tangent again. But I was like, if I'm at a pub or something, and I'm like, can I get like a Jack and Coke? Well, like, I don't get a Jack and Coke, but like a vodka and Coke or whatever. And they're like, oh, is Pepsi okay? I was like, why? I'm barely gonna taste it. We'll, we'll find like, out. We'll find out tomorrow. When we're at the pub. Yeah, yeah. We're off to see Static Dress tomorrow in, in Camden, so we're gonna bloody get bevved up in spoons beforehand. Lovely. That's how it's done. That's how it's done. That's how it's done. All day sesh. It's almost like we're reliving Techfest again, except I presume we won't get quite that Techfest band, are they? (laughs) (laughs) I believe we've been outbreaks. I saw Stag just twice outbreak. So, but anyway, this is massive weird tangents. Yes, I will. Yeah, go eat your prawns. We'll (laughs) let. I'll let you go. uh... Thank Uh, you. Prawns are cooling. Yes, thank you very much for sitting down and chatting with us. I know it's uh, thank you. It's very very informal type of interview that I think we do on this, but. uh, yeah, got, yeah, it's got, good. Got, it's like, wicked. Yeah, thank you for having us. Look really forward to it. seeing the uh, the finished article. Yes, we'll make sure to send it over to you whenever it's done. And uh, yeah, it's going to be great to see you in uh, in October. Yes, or, thank or before you. if you right. end up appearing on some other thing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. you never know. You never, never know. You never, never know. Cool. Right. Well, lovely to chat to you guys. Thank you for time. listening to us waffle. Of yeah, course. thank you. Been great. All right. Thank you very much. All right, I'll see you later. See you.